everybody, Jim Malone here with Dallas Trading Floor, and uh, this is the last day of the year. It's the 31st. It is a Thursday. It's a rainy day here in Dallas, um, but uh, some, some neat things kind of happening. Um, you know, the, the indexes are making a, uh, you know, basically 2020 was a great year for the stock market. I hope that, um, you know, I hope that many of you were able to get in on on you know basically just a really really good year uh for you know for the markets i mean it just uh you know it powered up pretty much the the whole year now uh going into next year i don't know if it's gonna be this good but uh you know actually uh in many ways uh things are on our side because in 1972 um there was a follow-on third year of of, of uh, expanding markets and that's definitely what's happened 19, uh, 2019 was a great year. 2020 was a good year, and maybe you know it's looking like 2021 may be a good year. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in the world with the COVID thing and everything like that, so that's not necessarily that great. But uh, the stock market has done remarkably well, and uh, you know that is uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. It's really interesting when when that uh, you know when that happens in a year like this. So um, you know, let's just kind of get into it with the market direction. Uh, the market direction is you know still in an upward trend. It's just uh, kind of amazing. Um, when this was taken, uh, the Nasdaq was at twelve eight sixty four oh three. The uh, S and P was up, which is great, and the Dow Jones is up. The key level in the Dow Jones is that thirty thousand. We're well over that, so pretty exciting in terms of um, you know in, in terms of that I mean it really uh, you know 2020 has been a good year for the stock market may have not been for a lot of other people but for the stock market anyways very good year so let's look at the um, at the um, uh, at the Nasdaq composite this uh, you know this basically tells the whole story. I mean, really, for the whole year. I mean, you start back here. Now, this is only half a year. It starts at June, but it just, it just, it just has moved up. I mean, since you know, starting on May, tw uh, on uh, March twenty-first, that's when it, that's when it hit its low. It's just been kind of, you know, just powering up each each and every each and every month. So you know, we're you know, we're almost at thirteen thousand on the Nasdaq, which you can see is an, almost an all-time high here. And this is this is just uh, very very interesting that it would be now. Of course, it's, it's pulled back a little bit today, but you know there's going to be some selling at the end of the year, obviously. Um, but we do have some key other ones that are up. At least uh, when this slide was taken, um, you know Tesla was up. I bought a little bit of Tesla today again when it moved past that six ninety five level. That's where I what's I started buying it again. And um, you know some of the other things are up too. Uh, GBTC, uh, the Greystone Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. That also seems to be doing well too. So, kind of interesting. Um, S and P five hundred is looking good too. I mean, again, uh, it's up eleven dollars and forty two cents today. Um, of course, Tesla went into there. I, I think that a lot of the institutions are going to kind of have to, you know, buy more Tesla. Uh, that's that's what it's looking like uh, in order to round out the funds. But uh, yeah, just all all in all, looks very very good. Kind of wanted to show you my current holdings. Uh, not all of these are on the small portfolio, but a lot of them are. Uh, I'm in Apple. Um, you know, it's at uh, currently when this slide was taken, 133. Uh, the key level, of course, on Apple is about 135 to 137. Um, you know, and I've been building my position in Apple. I do think it's going to do well. 
uh, going forward. I'm in the blink charge. It gets down a little bit today, but uh, basically my, my cost in this was, was very good, so I'm, I'm doing well on blink, even though it's down today. Progeny, down a little bit, but uh, this one has done very well for me. And, of course, I talked about GBTC, which is a grayscale Bitcoin trust, and it's uh, definitely, um, you know, it's, I think it's poised to go higher. I hope so. Uh, CHGG, I also have at $90.70. It's up today. Uh, of course, we talked about Tesla. It's up. It's, it's been up as far as about 7.15 today. It's pulled back a little bit at 7.03, but still doing very well. And this other one that I added in my small portfolio, Inari Medical, this is an interesting company. It's up about $0.05 cents today. So um, all in all, you know, all in all, looking fairly decent coming into the new year. I'm going to – I do have some cash positions, uh, and but I will be probably um, – you know, I, I will be probably – uh, moving into some other positions, of course, on the small portfolios. So um, a lot of exciting stuff going on uh, here today. So um, this is probably going to be a little bit of an abbreviated show today, but I want to get to many of the, as many of the comments as I can. So let's go to the comments first. Um, thanks for holding on here. Thanks, Mo. Uh, Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Uh, let's take a look at BNGO and NX. TD. So let's look first at BNGO. So let me pull that up on my magical machine here. <laughs> BNGO. And let's take a quick look. Benalco Genomics. Wow, look at this thing. It's just blasted out and up. But the question is, can we buy this thing? Wow. Look at that. Look at that. This is a classic blow-off top. It's $3. This essentially is a penny stock. Um, you know, not, not saying anything disparaging about it, but I think buying stocks under $10 is very difficult because they do have these huge moves. But let's look at the weekly chart to kind of get an idea of the trend. You know, I do like, I, I don't like the trend overall, but I like the trend recently. As you can see that we have a downward trend, and then some event happened here, and there's an RS rating of 98. You know what? That looks as if, this looks as if this was a short squeeze. And what do I mean by short squeeze? Let's see if it does have a short interest. Yes, short interest. There it is. Okay. So here's, I think, what's happening here with the with this particular stock. We had a short squeeze. Now, what do I mean by a short squeeze? Well, a short squeeze is when there's a lot of people that are short the stock, and then um, and then you know this then they ha- then the stock starts moving up a little bit. And then they have to cover their shorts. And I think that's exactly what happened here. People are having to cover their short positions. And I think that's what's causing this buying. Be very careful on this because this thing probably, once those shorts are taken out, it will probably be, unfortunately, to the downside. Um, so here's the thing. I would be very, very careful on this one, uh, Mo, uh, because I do think BNGO is in a short squeeze. Uh, it, I, I do believe it's in a short squeeze. Also, it does have a... Um, Negative cash flow, not not too unusual, and a falling um, prices in terms of falling sales. So on this one, you know, I think you got to be careful. This looks like a classic short squeeze, high volume. You know, it has a downward trend, and then all of a sudden it just boop, um, moves right back up. In order for a stock to move like that, it has to be usually a short squeeze. So that's what I think is going on here, and I think you ought to be a little bit careful on on a, a little bit careful on this one. So let's see if, uh, let's take a look at NXTD just to see that one as well. NXTD. 
Yeah, uh, pulling that up. And that is Develops and Markets um, Groundbreaking Solutions for Payments. Okay, I like I like the payment space, by the way, very much. This is a leading space in Internet. It does, unfortunately, have the same kind of trend that we had with the, with the, with the prior one. And that is, it is in a downward trend that all of a sudden turns around and moves up like this. And why would that happen? Well, I always look, in a case like that, I always look to the short interest. Yeah, and you see the short interest is plus 360%. So this is another, I believe, short squeeze. There was a very good, the people were shorting this. There was some very good news here back about uh, a week ago when they announced their earnings. We did have, a, we did, we'd have, we did have buying coming in there. But it looks as if the shorts were then taken out and then they had to cover. So that's what it looks like. In the, but it looks like it is moving up. This is also a penny stock. So I, the, the problem with these stocks is they can easily move 20% in a day and, or more. And it, so it makes it very difficult. This is really not an investable stock, um, even though it does have a relative strength of, of, of 98. So just want to show you kind of on the smell test what I'm talking about here. One of the things that you want to do, it, it, it's, really, it's really kind of a good practice to make sure that the current price of the stock, as you can see here, is more than $10, okay, and it fails on that. And that's really, that really avoids buying some of the penny stocks out there uh, that can, I mean, you can make money on penny stocks, absolutely, and I have a stock, Blink Charging, that graduated from being a penny stock, but it is a little bit more tricky because they tend to be much more volatile and you could definitely lose quite a bit of money on it. But you can make money on it, too. So I'm not saying it's so bad like that. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Jim, whenever, uh, watch whenever you get a chance. Thank you very much. Uh, you taught me to take profits and ratchet up instead of writing the market down. Please, your thought. Thank you. You know, hey, this is, thank you very, very much for that comment. Really appreciate it. You know, this is how I learned to har continuously harvest profits. Remember, when you're investing in the stock market, it's just like you're it's just like you're a Seven Eleven store, and you have the best inventory that turns over the best and gives you the best bang for the buck. So that's why I like to ratchet up and take those profits when I can, because you know um, a bird in hand, as they say, right? So let's look at TMUS and look at that. Wow, it's T-Mobile. I like T-Mobile, by the way. I like this chart, by the way. Let's kind of take a quick look at the chart. Um, on the weekly chart, we definitely have a very nice ascending ascending chart. We definitely like seeing that. Uh, it is a bit of light volume, though. This is something that to be a little bit concerned with uh, when you have when you have light volume like that. But we do have these increasing sales now. Of course, as as we, as you well know, they had the Sprint merger, and I think that's really going to give them more pricing power. There's, there are some things on the horizon that I think are a little bit problematic in this area, and one of them is the fact that we only have a relative strength of 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 uh, 71. I typically like to see an 80. So let's look at the smell test on this one. Very good, seven out of nine. It's only really failing on the earnings per share percentage increase and the relative strength. So it's looking, actually, out of the telecoms, this one looks like the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, let's compare it. I, I think that this one, if you're going to be in the telecom space, this is not a bad one. Now, would I buy this one? Probably not, because I typically like to see a stock that has above an 80 rating. I, I just do. Uh, I think that that gives us um, a better a better opportunity. But that said, let's look and see if there's any entry points 
for this stock. Well, there, the last buy point on, on a flat base, second stage, was uh, was back basically in the October time frame at 119.20. So that was pretty good. And then we had this nice buy range, but we're above that right now. The only place we could really conceivably buy this would be the bounce off the 21-day line, and that's this green line that I'm that I'm that I'm showing you here. By the way, if you're looking on TikTok, you can jump over to YouTube to see what I'm talking about. And it's youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. And uh, to, to see kind of what I'm talking about, the chart and everything. This is the chart for uh, that we're looking at currently for um, T-Mobile. So let's look at uh, let's look at a QCOM as well. That was another QCOM. And take a quick look at that. And that's Qualcomm. Qualcomm, of course, is one of the Qualcomm's an interesting stock because it's been a great tech stock for a very long time. Uh, it was at an all-time high, believe it or not, in 1999. That's kind of showing my age. Uh, and then it retreated, but it's on and it's back uh, back again. Now, some things about Qualcomm, it does have a good relative strength at 85. I'm really liking that. Uh, but it's it's very relatively low volume in terms of this up volume. So we can't really... So this is, this is a weak... This is this this is a this is a a weak um, trend here. So it, it 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 looks like it's sticking right at the 21 day line. That seems to be where it is. Um, doesn't really don't really seem like any good entry points here. Really, the only entry point I believe is is the pullback to the um, the 40 day line. And I just don't think right now, even though it's up 151, up two dollars and 95 cents. I I just think that you want to watch this this one. Uh, and wait for a little bit better, uh, a little bit better chart pattern. I mean, the, the 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 checklist is excellent. Everything they're hitting on all the cylinders on the checklist. I just think that in this space, you want to be careful. Let me take a quick look at MU. That's Micron Technology. That's the largest man, independent manufacturer of memory in the world. And I do believe this next year they're going to have a very good year. So this is what I kind of want to look at. Yeah, $75 up $4.43. This is one you might want to consider as an alternative to Qualcomm. I know it sounds kind of weird. Why would you substitute a memory maker for, <laughs> for, for, for something that's in the, in the telecom space, in chip space? Well, because I do think that there's going to be a lot of very, very intense buying of, of uh, a refresh of product this year. And that's going to require memory, of course. And these guys are the leader. And it's got a 100% checklist. Uh, and we do have increasing, well, we slightly decreasing fund ownership. So kind of misspoke there a little bit. But let's look at the industry and sector. Yeah, we're 85 out of 197. So very good. So as, a, as an alternative, possibly, to Qualcomm, you might want to look at MU. I mean, I haven't recommended MU in a while. I haven't traded it that long, that, that much. It's really far extended, and this is one thing. So it doesn't, there's not really necessarily a great place to buy this, but I do believe it's going to go higher over, over the 74.61 level. So we're definitely seeing it move above the 74.61. It's making a new high with increased volume. So I do think that this possibly might make a very good buy into the new year. Um, as opposed to Qualcomm, so that's my two cents <laughs> on on that one. Let's take a call. let's take a, um, a question from TikTok. Thank you so much for looking at TikTok. Um, <laughs> how do you just this is this is a very good question. How do you justify Tesla's valuation? No way 
to justify it um, uh, on any of the fundamentals. Okay, this is a great question, and I'll tell you why. And this comes from uh, T uh, Fan uh, 852264 on TikTok. Well, here's the difference between between what they call um, fundamental uh, analysis and technical analysis. You know, here's the thing. Um, Warren Buffett and everybody has done great with fundamental analysis. But remember, they have an insurance company behind them, and they, have, they can wait 20, 30 years. Uh, you can't, on, on a totally fundamental valuation, there is no way that you can justify Tesla's price. So why am I buying it when it moves above six ninety five? Well, it so happens, <laughs> it so happens that technically, uh, the market for electric vehicles is going to be huge, and everybody knows it. And so, in order to get a seat at the table, you really have to get in on Tesla. So that's why people are jumping into Tesla. They, people know that this electric vehicle market is going to be absolutely monster. As a matter of fact, all the major uh, automobile manufacturers are all having to change the way that they do things. They're having to go and change, um, you know, and, and totally change the way that they're doing things. And that means if they want to go EV, they got to be have they got to have a, something in Tesla. So all the big funds are buying Tesla. The reason Tesla is so valuable is because they're looking at the EV market and they're looking at com- coming up in maybe 6, 18, 24 months, and they're saying, wow, this thing is growing. It's the only growth area in automotive, so we've got to be in the number one leader, and that is Tesla. So that is what the market is telling us, that the market is telling us that Tesla not only is not undervalued, not overvalued, it's actually undervalued because people are buying it. So just to, just to bring just to show you that let's take a look at the tesla chart right now because the thing is why did i know why did i know to buy tesla when it passed 695 i'll show you why it's it's actually on a technical basis not on a valuation basis because i am primarily a technical trader now here's the here's the chart of tesla let's go to the daily chart of tesla and and i want to show you this it's very important as you can see there was a there there is a as you can see the right below 700 about 695 there is this resistance well guess what today it pushed through the resistance so therefore it is probably going to trade now in a range probably from about 700 on up to about 750 but the fact that it has broken through this resistance the resistance being at 695 that means it's probably going to trade higher and as you you can see this is true because of the volume here, when it made it 695, it had it was on its highest volume. So this is where the resistance is right here. This 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 is where the resistance is, is here. Now the first day that it moves past that resistance was basically today. So so my programs stepped in and they bought for me at when it passed that resistance. So I always try to buy on a new high as it's making a new high. So that in a nutshell is why. You, if everybody tells you, and, and, and this is what they tell you in, in, in uh, MBA school, too. I, I got my MBA. I went to Cal State Hayward uh, in beautiful Hayward, California. And, um, you know, everybody, all, you know, in all my classes, they were saying, well, you got to do evaluation, you know, uh, on, a, on the fundamentals. But remember, we're not, buying, we're not buying the breakup value of the company. We are buying the potential future value of the company. That's what equities are, and that's where they differ 
from fundamental analysis. So in fundamental analysis, we look at what is the value of the company broken up. Right now, for instance, ExxonMobil has a very high fundamental value because a lot of the properties that they own are worth a lot. But the stock value is low. Why is that? Well, if we depended on fundamental analysis, the value of Exxon would be much higher than it is now. It is not. Why? Because the, because the market is looking at the future and saying, wow, the future is probably not totally internal combustion engines like it's been for the last 80 years. It's probably going to be electric. So therefore, we don't think in the future they're going to have the sales growth that they've had over the last 100 years. And that's the reason why ExxonMobil is trending lower, even though the breakup value is higher. So the difference between fundamental and technical analysis. Technical analysis looks at the future, the near-term and the mid-term future. Fundamental analysis looks at the breakup value of the company, kind of where something has been. So that's that you can't, uh, so you are right in the sense that you can't judge, you, you can't, uh, there's no way you can base the price of Tesla on its fundamentals. I agree with you. But we're not looking at fundamentals. We're looking at technical analysis. And this is part of the reason why I am such a fan of CanSlim, because CanSlim takes into account not only technical, mostly technical things, but it also takes into it into account uh, some fundamentals as well. So uh, that, is the, that is the answer to the question. Let's look at NEO. Uh, and there, it, it definitely popped very nicely today. And, of course, it would because, obviously, people are trying to get positioned in this new thing called, um, you know, called electric vehicles. And NEO is definitely a leader in that space. Anyways, so let's take a look at the weekly chart. Now, for the week, we are up. So that's a good thing. As you can see, NEO came back to, the, to this 40-day line and then bounced up. We're looking at the weekly chart here. Now, the trend up until this week was a downward trend. Basically, this week it's changed direction. So, my guess is, if the, if it follows in the technical analysis, we should see um, we we should see um, Neo pull higher, possibly as high as about um, you know as about uh, as about um, about the sixty dollar range. So, we may have at least ten points to go. On Neo now, would I buy it now? Well, guess what? I probably would, and here's why: we've got a 99 relative strength, so that's good. We do have an increasing um, sales, which I love. We still have a negative cash flow, but remember, this is a growth company, so that is not necessarily a bad thing. We have increasing fund ownership, which is excellent, and let's take a look at the smell test. We have a great smell test on this one: seven out of nine on the William O'Neill list of, of, of nine important criterias on a winning stock. So that's very good, too. Let's look at the funds that are in it. We have 522 funds. Now, here is what moves the stock. Stocks are moved not when individual uh, investors like us get into the stock, because we're too small. It's when the big funds start into investing. And this is definitely true here. It, uh, last, uh, in June, there were three, 347 funds in this. By September, it was 522. So somebody in the big funds are—they're wanting to buy this. So this is this is looking very, very good. So the question is, where could you buy this? Let's see if there's a buy point to buy this stock. Well, it's not the—it's not necessarily the the greatest place to buy it. Let's see if I can change the view here a little bit. Uh, let, let's let's look at let's look at the at the 
60 minute it's the, at the at the chart here it looks as if to me we are pulling back a little bit yeah there was definitely a sell here so probably we would want to wait until we had uh, a movement wow we kazawa this is amazing we want to probably see a movement uh above about this level here about 55 so Here's what I would do. There's not a really good place to buy this right now based on this based on this chart, but here's what I would recommend. If it moved about above 55, I would probably be a buyer for it, but right now you have to watch this this one unfortunately if you aren't in. It's just hard to buy this because of this particular chart pattern. It just really hasn't set up. Not saying it's a bad stock. It's a great stock. It's just, it just hasn't set up right. We always want to buy the best setups we possibly can. Um all right, so there we go. Uh, Happy New Year. Just bought Edit at 75. Keep it. Let's see. It's been pulling back a little bit. I got shaken out of Edit. Uh, let's take a quick look to see. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to say, and I, this is this is painful to say this to you, and you're probably not going to like hearing this, um, I think you're going to have to sell it. And the reason I think you're going to have to sell it, because we didn't have a good entry point. This is this is why I talk so much about entry points. Um, it's so hard to get it to get it correctly, but um, yeah. See, there there wasn't really, yeah. There, at seventy five, you see, there wasn't unfortunately a really, yeah. It just didn't, it didn't perform correctly on the at the. So you you bought it right about there. It's pulled below the the ten day line. You know what? You have a choice. You could hold it. Uh, I do think it's going to move higher, but uh, but I think that the where you would have to defend your your position would be about. At 64, it's 69. You know, I think it's best to take a a little bit of a haircut here. I hate to tell you this, a little bit of a haircut. Wait, see if it bounces off the um, 21 day line. If it does and goes higher, then you can buy it again. I I just think that um, oh gosh, it, I hate to tell you that. Yeah, you know, if you have if you, you could hold it as low as 64, I wouldn't hold it any lower than 64. Normally, my I have a very strict rule if I buy it and it pulls back more than seven percent. I'm a seller, so that's 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 my that, that's my two cents. Now I do think it's probably going to find some support at about sixty four um, dollars. So, but I, I would cut my losses right now and just wait. It's just one of those. <laughs> it's just one of those things you got to wait on. Unfortunately. Oh, thank you very very much. Thank you and happy new year to you. So much appreciate it. Uh, and thank you, Marcin. I always like the fact that you you show up on these on these costs. I appreciate it very much. Happy New Year to you and your family, um, and Happy New Year as well. Okay, so let's see if we can get another question from TikTok that will help. Hopefully, I can help somebody here make some money because that's the game that we're in, right? We're trying to we're trying to we're trying to all make money, and and you know what? It is definitely possible to do. So it's uh, it, it's tomorrow. By the way, I'm, I'm thinking that next year is going to be a very good time as well. Is it a good time to buy Tesla? Well, I bought Tesla today. Well, actually, I bought it this morning, um, and I bought it as it moved above six ninety five. I do think it is a good, <laughs> believe it or not. I do think it's a good time to buy Tesla. You say, God, why could you you know why could you say that it's just in the stratosphere? Why would you want to do that? Well. I do think you want to buy it on strength, and right now Tesla has strength. It, it really does. I mean, it, it, it really does. Let's just see if there's an entry point. Now, I didn't buy at the prop at the totally proper entry point. I bought right at this 
at, at, the, at this level here, this is where I bought it, uh, right at 695. As it moved above 695, 695.10 actually, that's when I bought it. And I buy these with the buy stop limit order. So the way that works is if the, if the stock moves above a certain price, 695 in my case, I will put a bid out there for 695 plus 10 cents or 695.10. And that's where I bought it. And so I did buy it right at that level as it moved higher. Now, is there another place to buy this? There isn't really a good place to buy this. I, I think you have to wait to see what the consolidation is. I do think that we're going to get a consolidation in about 605 on up to about 615. Um, but I do think it now has moved above 700. So um, what I would do is if it moved above about 715, I would buy it as it moved above 715. Uh, but I probably wouldn't buy <laughs> I probably wouldn't buy it now. I'd wait until it starts to move above 715. I do think it's going to move above there. So that's that's my guess on that. Um, thought on Party City. Can we buy any? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can always, by the way, and this sounds really, you said, you see, Jim, God, this, what you're, what you're saying is so different than everyone else. Well, let me tell you something. Stocks tend to move faster the closer that they get to their all-time high. Isn't that weird? Uh, we don't want to buy a cheap stock. We want to buy an expensive stock as it's becoming more expensive. That's what we want to do, really, because we have a very nice upward movement on Party City. It's it's sort of a penny stock, six seventeen. Don't quite like that. It's been a, it's in a pullback. We never want to buy in a pullback, but it does have a ninety nine relative strength. That's very powerful. Let's look at the weekly chart. Well, here's the thing. Here's where I would buy Party City. You're really not going to like to hear this. I would be waiting to buy Party City. I would actually, as you can see, the last double bottom buy point on Party City was at sixteen twenty seven. And that was basically back, believe it or not, in June of 2018, a long time ago. So here's the thing with Party City. I'm just not ready to buy it right yet. I just don't think it's shown enough conviction. And you can see it's pulling back. I possibly will be a buyer if it's above about 13, about 1550. But until it gets there, I'm probably not. Now let me come show you this on the on the chart here. This is the this is the weekly chart of Party City. And as you can see, I put the line here. This is the all-time high. I want to buy it within 15% of this all-time high. That's where I'm going to get the best bang for the buck. Now, if you look at the chart of Party City, we we have recovered, but basically the, the, the chart of Party City up until basically um, basically May, I mean um, March of 2018, and 20 was basically down. We didn't like that. Now it's come back, but it still hasn't come back to zero. Here's the thing. I'm not a buyer in this until it moves above this level here. So could I, can I, can I, can, can I, um, can I recommend Party City? No, I can't recommend Party City, unfortunately. Sorry about that. I just think that, uh, it's just not the, the way to go. Let's look at Apple. And everybody knows, of course, I've been building a position in Apple. Uh, Apple is one of the largest held stocks, and I think they're going to do very, very well on the reopening economy. They, of course, they've done very well in the shutdown economy because everybody's buying their equipment. As a matter of fact, I just bought a new iMac today, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, that's a portable machine. I've been using a desktop machine. Um, and yeah, absolutely, the buy point on Apple and a cup base is 
98 now it's at 132.69 now would you want to buy it here well i did buy it yesterday i did buy it yesterday because it pulled right up to that line and then it and then it retreated back right down to the um right back down to the 10 day moving average um as you can see it it pulls up there and then i was buying it right as it moved above and then boom it didn't quite work out, and it moved and it moved a bit a bit down. Now, what do I think is going to happen here? I do think we're probably going to see a bounce off the 10-day line, and that there we go. We're going to probably see a bounce off the 10-day line, and this is the channel that I'm sort of looking at for Apple. So I do believe that we're almost to the the bottom of the channel when this thing reverses off the bottom of this channel, basically at uh, 127 or, or 130, then I think you might have another buying opportunity for Apple. But I'm very bullish on Apple, by the way, right now. We have had some, some selling in it, but overall, if you look at the weekly chart, we have an upward trend, and that is a very good thing. And also, we have a relative strength of 83. This is also one of the, the largest held um, stocks in the world, and we have a huge number of funds. We have 5,671 funds in the in Apple. So I'm very bullish on Apple. Here's what I would do on Apple. I would wait until it moves above 137 again, and that's where I would buy it. I wouldn't buy it right now below 137, but wait until it moves above that pivot at 137. I think you're going to have. I think you'd be very pleased going into the new year uh, with Apple. So I think it's a very good stock and and I think it has you know some real some some real real good stuff. Ah, wow, a plan um let's see. Okay, so let's see if I can get some more uh stuff for uh oh. Uh heard you bought Apple. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Absolutely, I did buy Apple. Uh it's in the small portfolio and uh, you know, hopefully uh let's uh, see I see how I'm doing uh, it is it is in the small portfolio, um, you know. But you know, it is pulled back a little bit. So you know, you can't always time it pro totally perfectly. But I think the trend for Apple is up. So I'm I'm pretty um, you know I'm 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 pretty psyched for next year with Apple. Uh, and of course, I'm also I still I still like uh, Tesla too. I bought just bought Tesla once again <laughs> as it moved above six ninety five because that was a key level I thought on that. Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> Should have called in on Tesla with margin. Well, actually, Mega Man, I I actually did at the beginning of, uh, in the beginning of the year. I actually last year in 2019, when it keyed the when it moved past the key level of 316, that was the key pivot uh, before the before it split. I went in, and then I a lot of times I was, I was in Apple. I was in. Um, Tesla at about 200%. I'm not currently leveraged in, Tapple, uh, in Tesla right now, but if it starts to make another run, I will be it once again. But uh, that I did, uh, I, that was my number one stock of this year. And, uh, you know, and, and basically after March um, 21st, which was the, which was the pit, which was the, the low day on the S&P, that's really when I started uh, piling in again to uh to tesla so yeah you you know you, you don't always get these runs i mean i had i had nvidia too at the beginning of the year at 185 and uh, i wrote it up but then i got out of that to buy tesla so yeah there's never enough capital <laughs> that's one thing you'll learn there's just never enough capital but um well you know tesla probably isn't going to go on a 600 percent 
rip this next year like it did before. But there's going to be something else out there. I guarantee you. I think 2021 is likely to be a very good year as the economy reopens. It's not going to be a great year for the retailers and a lot of other people, but there's going to be parts of the economy that are going to do extremely well. So just, you know, just keep tuned because, you know, we hopefully will be able to pick out some of those things where we can make some some serious dough in <laughs> serious serious dough in 2021 because I do think we're I do think uh, at least in the next few months I do think that uh, believe it or not I'm relatively bullish um, based on kind of what's kind of what's happening so let's look at JKS this is the um, Chinese manufacturer now here's the thing about Chinese stocks and again I talked about Neo and I do like Neo and I do like some of the Chinese stocks you got to be careful with the Chinese issues. And the reason that you do is because they are under different rules in terms of generally accepted accounting principles than American stocks. They do not have to use generally accepted accounting principles. That is set to change on the first of the year. So um, I think it, it, I think buying today a Chinese stock is very dangerous because a lot of these companies are going to be shown to be a lot weaker than, um, than, than, than you think they are. That said, uh, this one certainly has a nice chart. I mean, look at the, this is a this is a uh, this is a high tight flag. So this is this is a this is a very very auspicious chart, um, very good chart on this, uh, but uh, it, with a 97 relative strength. So I'm liking that. I'm also liking the fact that it has nice sales growth. That's always important. And one thing I always check for is the growth in the number of funds that are invested in. Currently, we have 131 funds in it, which is up from 125 in June. So, looking very strong with this issue. Let's look to see. Let's look, look, look at the smell test. The checklist is seven out of nine, so that's definitely good. I like to see at least six out of nine, and this has got seven out of nine, so it definitely meets that criteria. And again, we have increasing fund ownership. Let's look at the industry and sector. Wow, it is number two. Here's another thing. We always want to try to invest in the sectors that are the best. And it definitely is one of the best. I mean, two out of 197. So that's looking very strong as well. Um, the question is, is there a place to buy it? Let's go to the daily chart to see if there's any place we could buy this. Well, it's pulled below the 40-day line. So it we want to see this thing reverse before we can buy it. There really isn't a good place to buy it, but my guess is, it's going to pull back to about 56. It's currently at 61.84. It's going to pull back to about this 56.51 level. And then if we get a bounce there as it's pulling down, then if it bounces off that, then I think you could buy this. Right now, I wouldn't buy this. There's been a lot of selling, as you can see, by these volume bars that I'm showing you right here. So there's been a fair amount of selling so, do I like this one? Absolutely. I think this is a good one. Uh, JKS, would I buy it at this moment? No. I want to see this thing pull back to about 56, 51, and then if it reverses higher, I want to buy it on that reversal. And again, the way that you do this is that you set a buy stop limit order. So, if it pulls below down to, let's say it pulls down to about 56, 51, and it is pulling back right now, and and then I would set a buy stop limit order at about, let's take a look at here, at about $62. So as it came back and up above 62, 
I would buy it at $62.10. So that's where I would set the buy stop limit order. So I do like this one, and I would definitely think about buying this one. But right now, it's a watch list because it's pulling back. You never want to buy as it's pulling back. Um, all right. Uh, CPE. Uh, please, I am talking about this few weeks. Okay. So let's look at CPE to see <laughs> CPE. Um, oh, Calgon Petroleum. Mm, this is a troubled sector, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, I the oils are, are tough to invest in right now. It does have a very strong relative strength of of 93. I mean, that's that's very good. Uh, that's that's very good. I'm looking at the daily chart. Let's look at the weekly chart to get the idea. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Let's see if we can, uh, you know, let, let's let's see if we can get a bigger chart on this. Um, you know, it looks as if, yeah, $13. You know, I just, I don't like this chart. I'll be honest with you. I mm, Even though it's got a 93 and a 66 checklist, I, I just, I don't like this chart. It's just too noisy for me. Let's look at the monthly. Yeah, unfortunately, this is the trend. Yeah, we, we've discovered the trend here. And unfortunately, it's pulling. It looks like it's bounced, but it. I really am not interested in the stock until it gets back to, wow, we almost $270. So it's just it, this has just fallen a long, long way. I, I just don't think you want to be in this one right now. Uh, let somebody else take the take the hit on this. Um yeah, I just I don't know if I don't think this is one one you want to be in, unfortunately. But I appreciate the I I really appreciate the question. But I just think some of the oil sectors you got to be a little bit careful right now with them. Um, can you check on UAVS? I'm still holding it to seventy four. Great. Okay, this is a classic penny stock. This is the this is the um, this is the company that does the I think the agricultural. Um, uh, agricultural stuff with drones. I, let me see. Yeah, ag- yeah, okay. Ag- Argyle Systems. Okay, you're holding at. Oh, you're still holding at. Are you right about UAVS? Because I've got a definitely. I've definitely got a. Um, you know, my my chart is saying that that it's currently, it's pulled back. It's it's six oh three. It's down fifty five cents, which is a lot. Eight uh, percent for this one. Um, wow, we, there's a cup formation. That's not bad. 99 relative strength. I'm liking that. Um, six out of nine. That's decent. Um, okay, here's the thing about this one. This really, unfortunately, does not have, have enough funds in it. This is just too thin of a stock. Um, you know, if if you bought this at 274, I'd sell it now. Uh, take the profit because here's the thing. What pushes a stock up, Andrew, is the funds that are invested in it. Currently, this is the sort of the Achilles heel that I can see here. Now, and I don't want to be a negative Nelly, I'm not. But we only have ten we have ten funds in it, which is three times more than we had a month ago. But that is still very thin. I want to see at least twenty funds in this. Now, this could be watch listed because I do think that this may have legs, but right now I just think if you you got to be a little bit careful with this. This is sort of in penny stock land, and I think you have to be careful. Um, all right, so let's look at apps. This is, I think, Digital Turbine. APPS uh, is the symbol, of course. This one has had a huge run in 2020, just a huge, huge run. Um, looking at the weekly chart here, uh, you know, 99 relative strength. Wow. 
It's at 56.56. I've had this one. I played this one earlier about two months ago, and I did fairly well with it, believe it or not. I'm looking at the monthly chart here. It's been around for a while since about 2013. So it is, but it definitely has the right trend. You know, this is this is the kind of trend you're looking for. Uh, it's very nice. I'm looking at the monthly chart, by the way. And we do have this increasing volume, which I like so much. All right, so let's look at, see if there's a place to buy it. Let's look at the weekly chart. There really isn't. I mean, it's really just moving right up this 40-day line. So where could you buy this? Well, you know what? I think there was a reversal on this. I think <laughs> I think this actually might be buyable. Interesting, interesting. Okay, it looks like it, it, it pulled back down almost to the 21-day line, and then it, boom, it reversed up. So we're in an upward trend on this one currently. The question is, how high can it go? Well, you know, if, if, if this is correct, if, my, if, if, if this trend, if it keeps within this trend, I think we could easily see a reversal above about uh, $63. It's currently at $56.56. So um, I, I, I like this one, and I think you could buy this right now. Um, you know, it's got, yeah, it's got, uh, uh, it's got 8 out of 9. I'm really liking that. Um, here's the thing. If you do buy this one, if you do this, buy this one, buy this one, and then put your stop loss at 2.5%, and then as the stock moves up, and you always want to buy it on an upward tick. Right now it's on a downward tick, but if this thing goes to an upward tick, buy it, and then as it moves higher, push that stop loss up, and then if it pulls back on you, you're going to make some money, or you're going to limit your losses, and that's the main thing, is to keep your capital intact. But I like this. I like digital uh, turbine apps. I think it's very good. All right, so Happy New Year. Uh, what about ArcG? Um, you think space is overbought? Probably. Let's look at my favorite, Virgin Galactic SPCE. And I haven't been in it really since, uh, you know, since since about the summer. Um, this, is, this is a stock that is prone to what they call blow-off tops. As you can see, we had a blow-off top back here in February. This is, this is the last time I was in it. It was right about here. I, I actually... If you look at my, some of my older shows, you can see this. But basically what this is, I, I wrote it up here, and then I was able to get out of it. And the, reason, the only reason you would think, well, gosh, you know, you shouldn't be showboating like this, Jim, but uh, I'm not. All I did was a very simple thing. I didn't know when it was going to turn, but what I did is each time it made a new high, I pushed that stop loss up, see? And then as it failed, boom, I was out at a good price. That's what you need to do with kind of these kind of stocks. You're never going to know when they're going to pull back on you. That's why that stop loss is so important. Um, but basically, if you'll notice, this is the day it made its high, the day <laughs> before earnings. So never buy it through, never buy a stock like this through earnings. It just doesn't pay because typically it's a typical, you know, buy on uh, rumor, sell on news. Now, we're right here, we're right. Now let's let's fast forward here to um, to the end of the year. Well, we are in a downtrend currently at twenty three seventy, but um, you know, at least since this first time, we we have had basically an uptrend. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would think this isn't really viable right now. Unfortunately, space is not really viable. We have to wait until it moves above thirty five fifty two. And why do I say that? Well, because that is the short-term higher high, and we always want to buy on a higher high. So right now with space, I would have to say, you know, it's a great idea. 
Uh, watch list this one. You know, watch their press conferences, but don't buy it. Don't buy it until it moves higher, at least above 35. Fugo. <laughs> Let's look at this one. This one has been awesome. I, I mean, I haven't been in this one, uh, but uh, the people that have have just done fabulously on this. Um, I think it's F-U-G-O. I think that's it. Fugo. No? F-U-G-U. Let's see if I've got that right. No. Um, F-N-G-U. <laughs> All right. Take a look at that. Yeah. Okay, this is a leveraged ETF. Right now, I think you got to be a little bit careful with leveraged, um, but it's you know it's pulled back a dollar and uh, uh, twenty seven cents. Let's look at the sixty minute chart. I'm going to see how this thing is trading. Yeah, okay, it's pulled up in the last few minutes. Uh, there was a big buy. Um, you know, I don't know about this one. I don't know if I would I would buy this one in this condition, market condition, because I want to see. Uh, you know, I want to see a little bit more. Conviction, but the trend is right. the 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 buy point here on the first stage consolidation is two fifty five. It's about thirty dollars above that. So, hmm, okay, would I buy that? Well, it. Let's see if it reverses back to the ten day line. It might. Um, yeah, this is just going to be a little bit more speculative. But the relative strength is excellent. You know, a ninety eight. I'm liking that. Uh, and well, the unfortunately, it falls back on the. On the um, on the checklist, it's only well. Obviously, this is an ETF. This is an index fund, so it's not going to be a lot of funds in this. So you can't really take this as a total measure. I, you know, I think this is a watch list, but you know, I just don't think it is uh, probably the way you want to be. Let's let's look. I want to look at uh, at GBTC. This is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, and I did buy some more of this actually. Um, let's see, it's uh, GTBC. Yeah, that's right. There we go. Grayscale. Well, hopefully, should should recognize it. GBTC. GBTC. All right. So there we go. There's the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Okay. Yeah. And it. Okay. So I did. I I didn't do badly by buying it. Today it's up um, right about four dollars. Okay. Not bad. There definitely is, you know, with all this money being pumped into the economy, there definitely is some more interest in Bitcoin. And um, this seems to be handling it fairly well. It's down a little bit I mean, from its high uh, on the daily. But on the weekly chart, we're up. And I like that 32. So, okay. So I'm, I'm pretty confident because we're, we're, we're at almost at an all-time high. And that's where you really want to buy them is as they move to that all-time high because that gives you the best. So that's sort of the Bitcoin, my 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 take on Bitcoin. Let's look at Riot Blockchain. I, this is also another kind of a ancillary Bitcoin uh, play. R I O T. I think this one might be very big in uh, 2021. So let's pull up the chart for it. Um, it's up today. Wow, it's up three dollars at 87 cents. Unbelievable. It's up 30 percent today, and I missed out on this. Ouch. <laughs> ouch, 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 ouch. You definitely want to put this one on your list. This one has the chops, it looks like. Uh, it does look like it's pulling back a little bit. Here's where we want to buy it. We probably want to buy it as it is moving above this point here. So I'm going to set an alert at that level. 
and uh, let's just kind of see if I can you know this is kind of where I'm interested here it moving above so let it pull back and see if we can if we can buy it let's see if I can uh, see if it, it moves above that but you definitely want to put this one on your watch list riot blockchain or IOT I do think we're going to see some more strength in this one in the new in the new year we've got eight out of nine that's good we've got strong well we only have seven percent signs in it but it is increasing this is more of a retail play but uh, still quite good let's look at the monthly yeah normally I wouldn't buy anything like that with it that had something like that but it looks as if it has bounced convincingly off the bottom and if we can get above this level here at 42 I think we're off to the races but it's looking very good actually on the uh, weekly and the daily chart yeah we're still we're still a little bit shy of our all-time high at about 34 so uh, I do think it does have some 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 potential to move there so you definitely want to put this one on your watch list I'm going to put it on my watches on the on the um, on the small portfolio watch list because I do think that this one could be very explosive next year. All right, Riot Blockchain. Anyways, let's get to the rest of the questions. Thank you for holding on there. All right, so let's see. Um, thank you for all the information. Oh, what about AutoWeb? Hmm, AutoWeb. I don't know what the symbol is on AutoWeb. Let me see if I can find that out for you. Let's see if I can do that. Um, auto A U T O. <laughs> That's certainly simple enough. Let's let's uh, let's put up Auto Web on the chart here. There we go. Symbol. There we go. So here's Auto Web, and. Um, you know, the chart on AutoWeb, basically, at least on the weekly chart, and that's where you always want to start when you start looking, is a downward trending chart, okay? So typically, we don't like to buy downward trending charts. We don't like charts, uh, you know, we don't like charts that start in Seattle and end up in Miami. We don't like those kind of charts. We want charts that start in Los Angeles and end up in Boston, all right? That's the kind of charts that we want to see. So it did, it did, uh, it did move down, and it's moving up. But currently, unfortunately, and I hate to tell you this, the trend we did pull up there. You can see, but the trend is down. I cannot buy a downward trend chart; it just doesn't work. So I have to take a pass on Auto Web, um, Auto Web. But I thank you very much, uh, Chino twenty one twenty seven. Thank you very much for that. Uh, you just, I don't think you want to buy it. It is a downward trending chart. Don't want to do a downward trending chart. Um, okay. Yeah, I bought most of the rounds. Okay. So let's take another question from YouTube. Thank you very much. Shots, uh, thoughts on, uh, Michael, thoughts on XL? Let's look at XL. Uh, see if we can f give you something that is decent. This is uh, Axel and Manufacturing Home. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so it's it's a this is interesting. Okay, I am not familiar with this company, but that doesn't mean anything because there's a lot of companies out there that are big and manufacturers that I don't know nothing about. 
it uh, looks like it has had um, it has been in a downward trend. It looks like it is trending up, but and there is a buy point on this one. Interestingly enough, a first stage consolidation at nine sixty-two. Uh, it has a seventy-nine relative strength. That's not bad. Uh, there are decreasing sales. I'm not liking that, but it is hugely profitable. And look, it has three hundred and sixty-nine funds that are in it. Wow, that's really good. Let's look at the um, checklist. Boy, I can't buy this, unfortunately. It's got a 4 out of 9. It's just not strong enough for me. But you know what? This is a watchlist stock. You can definitely watchlist this one. I wouldn't be a buyer of this one, but it is a very interesting company. XL, thank you very much, for Michael, for bringing that to my attention. I was not familiar with them. And uh, it, uh, you know, it... With this electrical vehicle thing in more demand in the U.S., I think it could turn around. But right now, I think you just want to be careful with it. It's not a buy currently. Uh, not, a, not a buy currently. Let's look at IPHI. I-P-H-I. And, of course, this is a chip manufacturer, if everyone knows. I-P-H-I. And uh, one of the things about this company is that it, this has been on my watch list. And this is a 5G play. So it's a good one. Look at this. Very nice chart. Uh, this is the this is the weekly chart. As you can see, we have it. We have an ascending. We we have an we have an ascending base. I like to see that. We have an 87 on the relative strength, and we have very nice sales increases. All very good. We have an increasing um, fund ownership, and 73 percent of this company is owned by funds. That's very good. The cash flow is also strong. So the question is, why? Would advise it's got a 100 percent checklist. Wow, that is excellent. Let's look at the ownership. Okay, it's seventy. Let's look at the industry sector, eighty-six, sixty-six out of one ninety-three. So, that is all very, very, very good. Let's see, is there a place to buy this thing? Wow. Okay, there is a buy point. Boy, and we're right in the buy point. Okay, this is a buy right now. It's on a flat base. One fifty-seven ten is the pivot. So let me put that out there on the chat because I think this is this is a very good one. I P H I buy point is equal to, um, let's see, it's 157.10. And that's on a, that's a first stage. First stage consolidation. Oops, did I spell that right? All right, so let me put that out there. Now, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by first stage consolidation? What I mean is is that this is a very this is a this is bullish. This is a bullish chart pattern. We definitely a good place to buy this is in the buy zone and it's currently in the buy zone. Interestingly enough, this is buyable all the way up to a price of about 163.94. So, we're at 160 47. So this is actually a buy, believe it or not. This is a buy right now. We do have a little bit of volume picking up. So Emphy, I'm really liking this one. I'm going to put this down. Uh, I, I-P-H-I. Okay. So Emphy looks very, very, very strong. Thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. And hopefully I'm going to put this on probably on the small portfolio watch list. Neo. I talked a little bit about Neil earlier, so I'm going to skip that question for today. I'll probably be back next year with it. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, I have my stops in on DraftKings at 45. Should I lower it? Well, here's the thing. 
DKNG. Um, ooh, it pulled right to the right to the um, right to the forty-day line. You know, I don't think you should lower this, uh, Gunner. I think you're. I think I think you're going to see a bounce here at forty-five at uh, be between about forty-five and forty-five seventy-one. I'm guessing that we're going to see a bounce here very shortly on this. So I, I would hold, but I would hold it right at 45. I wouldn't take any more loss than 45. So I do think we're going to see a bounce on DraftKings, but I think you've got to be patient on this one. So I would not lower my, my, um, my uh, in, in no case do I want to take more than 8% loss. So anything that equals 8%, that's kind of where you want to put your line in the sand. I think that's be the best place to do it. Um, okay, Chinese shares are holding companies. <laughs> All Chinese shares are holding companies in the Cayman Islands. Um, when you, uh, when you, Neo um, is not my, you're not, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like ADRs, uh, absolutely. But here's the thing. They still get around having to do generally accepting accounting principles. That's my main concern. And also, starting on the first, which is basically coming up, actually the second will be the first day that the, you know, if the new year of the markets are open, they're going to have to report <laughs> generally accepted accounting principles. And I can see that my guess is there's going to be a lot of luck and coffees out there. And if you're not familiar with luck and coffee, look up the symbol LK and see what I'm talking about here. <laughs> so, uh, so, so thanks for that. Um, Happy New Year's Eve too. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be uh, celebrating as well. Well, it's come to the end of an hour. I so appreciate everybody looking in with me in 2020. 2021 is going to be a great year. We're going to be all making a lot of money. I do think that we're going to have another good year in the stock market. And it, if it really helps if you could subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. And uh, just hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate that. It helps me out. Um, and, uh, of course, like it and all that stuff. There we go. Um, we, li we like that. Uh, and if you want to get on the action trailers, it's super easy to do. All you have to do is go to www.dallastradingfloor uh, and uh, just uh, sign up there. And it's right on the, it's right on the page, www.dallastradingfloor. So until, uh, until the new year, until the second, uh, happy trading. <laughs>